I think I'm fucked. So <laughs> I'm <laughs> right there with you, mate. I am cooked. Year on year, I do this to myself. We made the uh, pledges. So- I finished Super Liminal that week, and I haven't fucking played any others since. Oh, we're coming uh, hot right there at the start. Yeah. Every every year. Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast, powered by SteelSeries alias microphones, but we'll tell you more about that later. I'm your host, Zach Jackson, and I'm joined by James Wood. Howdy, gamers. Adam Ryan. Oh, hello. Nathan Hennessy. G'day. And join us for the very first time, Josephina Huck. Hi. How are you? Me? Yeah, you. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. So How good to have you on the show for your first ever show. I'm I'm great. I'm I'm very excited. This is going to be a great great show. I can feel it. There's energy. You I got can a newbie. Feel it too. Yeah, we're powered. Powered by Steel Series. You're so powered right now. We are so powerful. We are. How's everybody else? Tip Not top. Bad. I'm hoping with this new audio gear that we're sporting this week, I'll come through like a different person. Call me. Big Daddy Nene. Oh, no. Mm. No, I won't. I'm not going to do You can't that. make me. Shut it down. No. Yes. That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, uh, big, big shout-outs to uh, Steel Series for getting on board with this podcast. Uh, it's very, very exciting for us, and, yeah, awesome of them to get behind it. But uh, speaking of getting behind things, let's talk about the games that we've been playing this week. Uh, anything that you guys wanted to talk about or your, or Josephina, what you've been playing, but not the not the big ticket item yet. Let's uh, save that. Not that for one. a few more minutes. No, I've actually been um, catching up on some games because this year has been pretty big. Um, finally playing Pikmin. Mm, oh. And I'm finally finishing Inscription because I have (laughs) tried to play that before and I couldn't get past the first little bit and I kept throwing tantrums about it. Yeah. Not uncommon. Not uncommon. A lot, probably more folks I've spoken to than not have not made it past that first bit due to some point of frustration and not realized how much game there is like that first mm. impression doesn't doesn't it only goes so far it's an interesting game yeah and is i kind of ash froth sorry sorry i was gonna say yes um, no that, continue that is that one yes i i actually did know that it has bits multiple bits <laughs> and i think that actually made it more frustrating because ah. i was like oh i can't even get past the first bit um, you want to get to the bits, but you couldn't I get want, to the bits. I want to feel the bits. That's what I'm about. Yeah. <laughs> Have you gotten about it yet, Adam? I've played about 10 minutes. Mm. That's that's the extent of it. Like, I know that I'll enjoy it from those 10 minutes, but I'll uh, I'll just have to go back to it at some point. I will. Nice. For you, Nathan, I will. It's, a, it's, it's, on, a, uh, it's on Game Pass, yeah? I, might, mm, I think it might. Sure. Be. We I purchased it. it. It's but the first party output, right? 
No. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, that entirely different video game. Um, the one that Nathan <laughs> oh, yeah. was also super high on. Pen Pentiment. Um, Pentiment. Yeah, for some reason I was yeah, picturing you know. Pentiment this whole time. Yeah. Pentiment, inscription, Absolutely. writing shit. You know, yeah. it's yeah. <laughs> thematically on point. I'll give it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Both yeah. really good. I'm not an idiot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I nice. really love inscription. It, it, it will mess with you. It's uh, it's a wild ride. Mm. Very nice. Anybody else uh, been checking out any games this week? I've got two. Two on my little weekly update. First one, I have rolled credits on Alan Wake 2. I still think it's Zach Jackson's game of the year. Still waiting to find out if that's actually going to be correct. Hoping you'll be able to get on that soon, Zach, baby. Because I think this game's made for you. I think you're going to absolutely love oh. it. I thought okay. it was great. I had a fantastic time with it. Cool. Adam's review. Ten out. He's right on the money. Uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. That's the other one. Oh. I'm coming okay. around a little bit. Because, you know, I, I spoke about it a week or two back. Mm -hmm. And I was like, my first impression was not great. I didn't... I, at that origin story that they play at the start which is effectively an hour and a half tutorial i thought it was just we'd been here you know plenty of times before mm -hmm. combat horrible first impression and the fact that you get like almost no tools for a few hours so you just the stealth doesn't yes. click once you get a few tools and the stealth kind of opens up it, i'm starting to like see i'm like okay there's some glimmers of a great game here so i'm enjoying it it just mm -hmm. i had to get about three hours in and wait for the investigations which is a thing I, mm -hmm. once the investigations appeared and i was like you can kind of choose your path through this game. Where do you want to go? I was like, okay, I'm rolling. So it's not bad. And well, that's it. Well, I want to jump in because that's that's what I've been playing as well. Mm. That's the main thing. I'm uh, playing with Anna, who's a bit more chaotic when when she plays. Um, <laughs> Shocker. And the notoriety is always at a high, right? And that's I, kind of me too. So, I like to lean into the chaos. We like ventured back in through a town. Gave her old mate one of the power tokens to clear our notoriety. Yeah. By the time she got back to where the mission was, notoriety full-blown again. Oh, it's brutal, isn't it? <laughs> uh, so a quick example, and you, you'll know what I'm talking about, Zach and James, but you'll be in a stealth section, right? There's no one around. You're like, okay, I'm going to kill this person. No one's going to see it. You kill them, and then you hear a citizen call out from like 30 meters away. Oi, he just killed someone. Watch him. <laughs> and then your notoriety ticks up. You're like, what the heck? So it's, it's weird, isn't it? Like just how that kind of ticks off so sensitively. It is, uh, it's probably my frustration at the moment. Like there's moments where you have like no notoriety, you're in like a crowded area, but you've got to be mixed with people to kind of uh, hide. Uh, mm. And then as soon as you kind of lose that uh, connection, you know, one of the crowd will be like, oh, that's you, that's you from the posters. Oh, get him, get him. And then all, all of a sudden it's just a fucking chase around the back and... It, That's a part I'm not really loving at the moment. I agree because I think you'll find if you go back to the like Syndicate and those older games, they did that better. The fact that you would build yeah. up some notoriety and you could reset it and it wasn't a whole thing. It's much more grindier and drawn out and it feels like a, a like a severe punishment. Like every time you make a step wrong, boom, there you go. Now mm. it runs onto you and they're just not going to back off. Because I just did the mission that is... Um, is it the first assassination? Where you... Uh, in the market kind of area, or something the bizarre kind of market area. No, before okay. the bazaar, I think it's when you the guy is uh, you end up you kill him and he's hanging at the end. Anyway, um, at that part and just that part, just in general, kind of just took longer than I would have liked. It was just more frustrating because of that whole thing, right? Like I'm trying to blend in with the crowd, steal this thing to give to this other guy. 
And then it's like every time I go through the crowd, some bloody twerp has spotted me from a poster. and It's <laughs> it's just so weird because, as I meant, like Assassin's Creed had this stealth stuff down and this kind of feels like a step mm. back in some ways. Like they haven't quite replicated that formula that they iterated on so well over so many years. It's such a weird It makes game. me feel like they, they go hard on the stealth, but then they want you to actually be a little bit more... Uh, be in the combat as well like they want you to it, it is a game with two feet in very different camps isn't yeah. it um but you know apart from that like it's it's fun i'm having fun with it mm. i, I so love fun. the design how long of the was city the, how long was the runtime jim james how long to beat it's uh, same 20 hours for most people yeah it's not very right. long at all yeah it, it does yeah i was just thinking three hours to get into the meat and potatoes is a bit rough if it's a, a pretty quick experience. Um, yeah, yeah. like Nathan's right. You do need all the pieces for it to fully click into the experience. But I when think it, it clicks. It should be, but you can you can get through it pretty quickly in that beginning bit. Um, but right. yeah, it's just, it does take a bit of time to unlock everything. That well, I'm saying three hours. That's me sort of being quite glacial in my pacing and just trying to like say yeah, things up. But as soon as those investigations, yeah, as soon as those investigations open, the game is like, you're off to the races. It's lean, clean, mm-hmm. and you can make your way to the credits quite happily. I think you don't need to get caught up yeah. in any fluff. Yeah, nice. nice. Uh, Josephine, have you have you played Mirage or no, Alan Wake? I've not. I've not played either of them. <laughs> my my first thought was like, well, those are two pretty hefty games to play at the same time. <laughs> Aren't they? <laughs> I imagine you've got a growing backlog with the year that's been. Any any n- notorious. Games that have sort of snuck into your backlog that maybe you'll wrap up by the end of the year, or Oh, I have, I have so many. I've actually been trying to formulate a list of like, like top five or ten game of the years, mm-hmm. and um, there are at least ten, maybe fifteen that I just haven't gotten around to playing. So I don't feel like it'll be like a genuinely like reflective list of my interests um yeah (laughs) yeah like you know there's already like two mario games um that i haven't like even purchased uh so yeah there's i don't know i'm I'm sure a lot of people are feeling like that though uh there are too many Mm -hmm. cute little indies to play i feel yeah yeah i I was gonna say this last we did the game awards last week right the nominees Mm-hmm. Yes, but it's it's so hard to fit in all the n- nominees. Like I feel like, how do I choose my own game of the year when I've only played X amount of games, right? Like, and I've missed mm. all these other games. I'm a bad gamer. I so. think that's also it's reflected in the nominees, though, right? Like you, you've got yeah. certain websites that are nominating, and everyone at those websites only has time to play the big releases, so the big releases only get nominated, right? Like it's a kind of even those perpetuating though, like, you know, cycle. Um, like, you know, like your Baldur's Gate. Like, there's no chance I'm even going to be able to touch Baldur's yeah. Gate. Um, Alan Wake, you know, I really want to play. I'm actually saving that for the new house. Oh, yeah. I'm contemplating buying a new TV through Black Friday. I, yeah, I, I, I would say to anyone that was going to play Alan Wake 2, um, find the, like, the best HDR that you can. Like, if, if the TV is the device in the house that has the best HDR, use it. What this game does with light, no other game comes close. Like... So you need, like, HDR is not really an option. You need a good HDR. Hmm. Is that, mm. um, does, ooh, my understanding of it is pretty weak, but, like, is OLED, like, important? <laughs> I've heard that it's, in it's terms nice. of, like, yeah. Yeah. 
if you've got know. the option, absolutely. Mm. It's, Is that it's the really big gonna make... yeah. I think I think QLED and OLED. I mean, OLED's been the bigger one, bigger name for a while, but I think QLED technology has definitely come along. Oh my god, I haven't even heard years, of yeah. QLED. Well, QLED's the Samsung version, basically. So right. OLED's uh, LG, and then QLED's Samsung. Um, yeah. Both look really good. So, splash up big, it's Black Friday. Nah, sounds sensible. Play that on a good TV, my friend. <laughs> uh, anybody else been playing anything that you want to talk about? Yes, just here. Adam from World Played. Um, James, I've been. I've been playing. No, it's my time. I've been playing Hotline Miami too. Now that it's legal right. in our country, um, have I played it before? Maybe. Who knows? You will never get it out of me. Um, but I'm playing it on my preferred console this time around. I originally played it on Switch, had a mediocre time because it's really the Switch. Um, but I'm playing it on a big old TV now and having a fucking blast. That game is fantastic. Adam, and Adam, did you the, buy the, the soundtrack from the first to the second? They're both great. Did you buy the skateboard yet? I'm going to buy two, but no, I haven't bought them yet. <laughs> uh, gentleman in the front, uh, Adam, Adam. Uh, yep. Nathan, yep. Question? Yep, go for it. Was it bad on the Switch? Is it bad performance or just... <laughs> performance was a bit a bit shoddy, yeah. And for a, a game that's like that fast-paced, it needed to hold up really well and it just it did for the most part it was just some of the later levels got a bit choppy what if you had an oled switch um i've never used one mate but i hear oled's good technology so it is it is (laughs) if only we could have a qled switch (laughs) uh james what have you been playing uh i've just been circling the drain with armored core and diablo still so um two he's still having fun with it i needed Sorry. What about your pledges, mate? Oh, oh, yeah. Look, I did get back into Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, I have... The, the plate has fallen uh, is where I'm hanging out at at the moment. Um, it is... I still love it. Like, I, I was back in for five minutes before. I was like, why did I ever stop? Um, so. But why are you farting about with games you've already played? When you, well, Armored Core be... has, like, three runs minimum um, to see yeah, but... the true game. Quote unquote. You know what has one run minimum? Yeah, tell me. Your punishment game, which I can't remember what it is. Yeah, it's some like education game. I'm not too concerned really. But I, I think I could <laughs> Well, actually, I don't know. It's what we got like a month left at most. But um yeah, look, we'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. Just a very, very quick uh pledge update. Who's confident here? Nathan? It's within the realm of possibility. I wouldn't call myself confident. Okay. I have a chance. I agree with that. I've played Super Liminal. Proud of you. Thanks, man. I think I'm fucked. So no <laughs> I'm shit. right there with you, mate. I am <laughs> cooked. Year on year, I do this to myself. We made the uh, pledges. So- I finished Super Liminal that week, and I haven't fucking played any others since. Oh, we're coming uh, hot right there at the start. Yeah. Every, like, every I even year. had like a very small list in comparison to previous years. And even then, still can't. How many have you so knocked off? One. Yeah, good. We're in the same. We're in exactly I'm, the same. I'm boat. nearly finished. Dead I've been space. playing Norco as well, but I want to talk about Norco when it's when I've actually finished it. But that mm. game still was fucking rad. 
Uh, but that's like a four-hour game that's taken me like six hours to play halfway through it. So. It's a lot of reading, to be fair. <laughs> I am just Not his strong suit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so for Josephina, so Go what we do school. every year at the start of the year, we pledge games from our backlog, um, X amount of games, so maybe five, maybe six, depending on the game and the length and stuff like that. And uh, then one person from the team assigns a punishment to the other to another person, like randomly drawn. And then if you don't complete your pledges, and the punishments are bad games. Um, oh. So if you, if you don't complete your pledges, your commitments for the year, you get punished with a dog shit game so right so what are the get excited what are the bad games mm. what are the last year's, games? last year's popular think... contender was balan wonderworld yeah <laughs> everyone kind of got that uh, i'm looking for the pledges now here we go pledges mine's some unicorn oh rpg bullshit that jordan gave me and it i think that may maybe that was mine last year but it it looks oh my god genuinely awful well, i forgot i had immortality as well i'm fucked uh mine is fast and furious crossroads <laughs> <laughs> that's a great punishment <laughs> that is, yeah that is good uh nathan you got in nightmare ashes got road rage Ooh, Animal road rage is shanty uh, uh jordan's got postal four adam got scars above Oh, it's actually not that bad. Oh. Fuck off. That was Jordan again. But that's not even that bad, though. Nah, the game's trash. Mark doesn't have one because we forgot when you write it in. James also, <laughs> we didn't write in yours, but... Oh. Um, yours was Some people are loved more than others, no, apparently. No, no, no. I will, uh, <laughs> I will find it. In the depths of my Facebook Messenger chats, I will find it. Very cool. All right. Uh, let's move on. Unless someone else has got anything they want to share this week about video games playing now all right so we will quickly go through to the shout outs first and then we'll whip back around to um some reviews that that we've been uh that are up so first well the only shout out this week is big ks the big dog himself the good doctor uh call of duty modern warfare 3 and he says like an old man shaking a bag of pepperidge Farm cookies, I yearn for the glorious past of the series and perhaps a paired back experience that does away with the rot that has infected the fanta sorry, has infected the game's exterior. A rot that partially masks its strengths as a mechanically fantastic multiplayer shooter. But but as long as people buy into the into battle passes and the flash in a pan tie-ins and the game eventually ceases to be a license to print money for Activision Blizzard, then I guess I will have to answer to the annual Call of Duty alongside Groot, Snoop Dogg, and Spawn to get my fix now. We I this- fucking lost it at Pepperidge Farm Cookies. <laughs> what what a reference. Jesus Christ. Uh, we think this might be within the sevens, but he hasn't he hasn't hmm. set it on a number yet. Could be seven, seven point five. Could even be an eight. Who knows? Guess we'll find out when the review goes live. Change laws. Um, yeah, if, if you read that review, he likes it but hates it at the same time. James, you read it, yeah? Uh, no, not yet. I just pulled that for the summary because oh, cool. we don't have a summary yet. Love it yes, and hate it is certainly what I what I got from that. I think he um, he um, appreciates that it's a slick shooter, but hates that it's the same thing that we get every year. Yeah, it's, it sounds like he yeah, he's despairing at the business model, but appreciates the mechanics of the thing. Very nice. Uh, speaking of 
reviews. I did EA Sports FC24. That's up on the website now. You can go read that if you are interested. I won't go on about FIFA again. James, who's FIFA? Thank you. <laughs> Pop quiz, who is FIFA, James? Uh, Federation International Football Association. Good man. Uh, I don't Nathan. think that's correct. So. Close know. enough, though. It was Sounds... better than whatever your first attempt was. I remember <laughs> that was not Mr. FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> is that uh, a person? Nathan, you played... Tales of Arise Beyond the Dawn, but I think we covered this. We did, we did. Previously. We covered it pretty comprehensively a couple of weeks back. Uh, I think I just soured on it a little add? bit more since then. Yeah, I, I think uh, what kind of soured me was the conclusion. It, it sort of came together a bit like what I called anime filler. It was um, our courage and the strength of our hearts will win the day, uh, which just kind of felt a bit at odds with a game that had spent, you know, 50, 60 odd hours talking about slavery and reconstruction. Uh, yeah. Uh, other than that, I had a great time and landed on a seven. Nice. Well, I'm very keen to hear what Josephina has to say about Knuckle Sandwich, an Australian-made game from solo dev Andrew Brophy. Is that how you say his last name? Yeah, and I think sometimes he goes by Andy. Andy, sorry. My my apologies, Andy. Um, but, yeah, no, t- tell us about that because you have reviewed that game. Yeah, so... I feel a lot of things about it. Um, <laughs> so uh, just to preface, like I've just finished playing it. Um, so it's still very fresh in my mind. And I do kind of feel like it, it might be the kind of game where I feel a certain way about it now. And I might feel differently after a few weeks, or I might even pick it up again after a few months. Uh, right now, I feel very done with it. Um, and to kind of explain that, like, so basically the game is this beautiful, like visually beautiful RPG. Um, and the RPGs are like turn-based battles. Um, there are mini games that are specific to certain characters and character designs. So the one thing that's like really beautiful about this game are the character designs as well. Um, Looks visually stunning, but I think also my favorite thing about it is the way it's animated as well. Um, And it's set in this fictional town that um, kind of set off the coast of like Australia, like Southeast coast. Uh, So uh, there are these, like, really cute nods to, like, Australian settings and Australian, like, cultures as well. Um, And I don't want to say too much. That might be a bit spoilery. Um, But, yeah, my kind of takeaway of the game is that it kind of kicked my butt. (laughs) Like, it was actually really hard. It was a really – for me, I don't know if I'm just, like – not super well versed in in this level of like rpg game or um yeah maybe my uh my i wasn't ready for it because the visuals are so like stunning and cute and it looks kind of cozy um but yeah when i actually finished the game i felt relief (laughs) um yeah the battles were pretty 
kind of grueling actually there's a lot of fun stuff in it but yeah I think that was the thing that really really surprised me that it was so hard to play are there any so what, uh, adaptable difficulty options or is it just kind of the experience is the experience? So it it definitely functions like uh, a lot of good RPGs where like you, you're, you kind of like you play as this character and you, you have various like members that can join your party and whatever you can have items and, um, uh, give people certain weapons to use as well. Uh, but so there is leveling up involved and I, I still don't really know how much of that actually affects the way you battle. My thinking is that it does affect it actually quite a lot, even though it's kind of not treated as a serious thing within the game. Uh, but a lot of it feels really random and chancy like uh the kind of base melee attack that the characters do you you're kind of um hitting certain spots in in time uh to sort of gather up like a combo um mm. and yeah i i felt there was you know sometimes you're really good at that and sometimes you're not um but the the battles themselves were so like diverse between all the different creatures and all the different bosses that sometimes it felt like your skill level did matter. Sometimes it really didn't at all. Um, and it would just um, come out kind of randomly. And I, and I think that really is the design of the game. It's supposed to like kind of surprise you at every turn, keep you on your feet. Um, I definitely did not feel comfortable a lot of the time playing a game, <laughs> this game. Um, yeah. But there was something very exciting about that as well. Um, and I don't, yeah, I don't think I've, I've played a game like it. Yeah. So with regards to the combat, uh, is it asking you to do like sort of uh, quick timed inputs or something when you've gone to do an attack or is it just do an attack, you sit back and the animation plays out? Yeah, you definitely don't sit back. Okay. <laughs> basically, there are a few moves you can do where it's it's kind of like it affects your like status condition and stuff like that where you, um, you gain like attack power or defense or whatever or something like that and that's those are the moments where you can just like sit back and let your player do the thing but basically with every other thing you have to have input so if you're doing any sort of attack you know there's one that's called um complicated punch and you have this little boxing glove that you have to put around a maze to hit a target at various points just to punch <laughs> whatever you're attacking. Um, yeah, and at the same time, whenever the enemy attacks you, you have to time um, your dodges to their like normal attacks. And then if they, they do their crazy like mini game attacks, you have to play a mini game to try and, um, to try and defend yourself or to, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so the mini games, I see. Is this, um? Forgive me if the comparison falls flat. It's just kind of doing what like Undertale does. If you 
definitely definitely like I think uh, and I think it's probably something Andy has talked about as well like to me the it's so interesting because the the aesthetic and the kind of conceit of the game is very very much like Undertale but after playing Knuckle Sandwich it feels nothing <laughs> like Undertale and that's not a diss on either of the game they're just two very different games like um yeah Undertale's a bit cozier mm -hmm. I'd say um and yeah Knuckle Sandwich I was just kind of like yeah it was it was tough. It's a tough game. I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm really scared that I'm saying this now and other reviewers are going to like not say that at all because they're actually like good at games or something. Like maybe there's some fundamental thing I, that I was missing. You're vocalizing my thought process for every, like virtually every review mm -hmm. I do. <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah. So we, I, uh, we are all, I did the, <laughs> we agree on this. Sorry, go on. Yeah, but like I, I remember I did the preview recently for um the Super Mario RPG and I was really struggling to nail the button timing of like the active button prompts and everyone else was like, it's a bit too easy. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel Can I... mortified about what other people might say. Yeah. <laughs> no, amen. I get it. Yeah, I think we've all we've all been there. But I gotta ask so what what is the actual uh so Aside from the combat, uh, what is the other core like gameplay elements? Like, what are the other RPG? Because I'm just having a quick look here at the Steam page, um, and it says that you need to like find a new job uh, and like make new friends. So, like, how does that kind of work? And yeah, so uh, play up against that combat. That's just advice <laughs> for the customer, mate. That's not actually anything to do with the game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you look, you're a bit spot on actually like um yeah i think there are these like deeper themes about like you know work and capitalism and greedy corporations and government city councils whatever um but basically like when you you're, you're a character who moves to bright city to i mean live there and you need a job and basically um as soon as you start trying to do that, things just completely unravel. Um, so yeah, it becomes less about getting a job. <laughs> and I think that's very purposefully how the game has been described and marketed um, because it takes some, like not, it takes some like cool and cute, silly kind of turns in the actual plot itself. Um, yeah, which I really enjoyed. Like, I wasn't super, like, flawed by any of the, like, story elements. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely the the main draw card is uh, the mini games for sure. So many of them. Um, and I'm pretty sure there are some I didn't even encounter, and I played this game for a long time. And, yeah, so the mini games and the visuals, the animations are just beautiful absolutely beautiful it's it's a work of art as a game i still don't know how i feel about it um mm. but it is so impressive and i feel so like proud that it was made here and by this person who was so dedicated to it for so long um yeah really cool stuff definitely recommend Pretty it much. 
I've played the demo that was on Steam a while back, maybe for like 10, 15 minutes or so, and I remember it being very colourful. Is that yeah. correct? Super yeah. colourful. Yeah. The the stuff they've done, like, it's mostly like 2D animated, like pixely stuff, um, but there are certain sections where um, they really play around with that and and the visuals just feel very dynamic across the whole story. And there are also moments where some 3D elements come in. And I think that's with um, a lot of the work that um, Andy's partner, Olivia Haynes did as well. And she works on other games. She's working on like uh, a game called Surf Club at the moment. Um, But yeah, it's really nice to see both of their kind of aesthetics come together. kind of looks like a pixel art cartoon if that makes any kind of sense at all um like a saturday morning pixel art cartoon. it's way more vibrant than i expected um with the the parallels drawn from from undertale i kind of expect the more muted color palette that you kind of get with a lot of other pixel pixel art games but yeah it is it's super bright which is really cool Mm. nice very nice. Well, we won't hold you to this number, but if you had to put a score on it right now, where would you be landing? Where's your gut landing? Oh, yeah. I feel I might change no my pressure. mind. I feel I might change my mind, and I feel like I might actually change my mind once I've actually written a review about it. Um, at the moment, it's like a 7, 7.5. It sounds like I, it, based on what you've said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Very nice. Well, we look forward to reading that review when it goes up. Uh, be up by the time this podcast goes up, or if not, uh, not too far after. Very exciting. Well, we might take a very quick break because Ash, the good man, has some words to say about our sponsors. So take it away, Ash. Are you looking to upgrade your content? Tired of being drowned out by the world around you? Then look no further than the SteelSeries Alias Pro microphone and the free-to-use Sonar software suite. The SteelSeries Alias Pro has been engineered to capture richer and deeper audio thanks to a cardioid capsule that's three times larger than most other mics on the market. And when used with Sonar's AI-enhanced noise cancellation, your voice will be clearer than ever. The Alias Pro utilizes an XLR connection with 48 volt phantom power to capture more and can facilitate a dual PC setup thanks to the included preamp DAC, allowing you to effortlessly solve audio routing and adjust levels on the fly. The controls even act as a stream mixer so you can adjust volume or mute and it has RGB lighting. Gaming just found its voice. Alias Pro, available now, has everything you need to make yourself be heard. Awesome. Big shout-outs to Steel Series once again. Now, hot topic once again, Adam, is his ears are pricked up. He's wearing those Arctis headsets. He can hear all the words I'm saying. So clear. Oh. I'd probably say this is going to be a... This could get heated, but we'll, let's let's see where we go. But oh, The Last of Us Part me. 2 has had a remaster announced. Adam. Adam doesn't well, your, for your first thoughts. First thoughts. My initial thoughts before reading before any of the... Anything. Oh, um, <laughs> two words came to mind. One was get, the other was fucked. <laughs> I believe that's how I expect, uh, expressed my... 
Oh, look, it's it's a mix and match, mate. However you want to put them together, it's completely up to you. But yeah, I was not initially pleased. I've warmed to it slightly, but I still think it's a bit of a rip. I mean, the, mm. the price tag for a start is going to be a lot easier to, to digest than the last time around. Very though. much so. Yeah. Yeah, mm. compared to when we last had this conversation yes. and I probably went on like a 10 minute rant about how that, bullshit it is. That 100, um, what was that? 110? Was that part one? It was like, 19, isn't it, it? Yeah. 120. I think it was sitting at, which was fucking it, it bullshit. Is, it is pricey. And I still regard that as probably my favorite gaming experience this year. It is actually really good. Mm. Fuck off. All right. So for those who don't know what we're talking about, if you have been living under some form of rock, uh, the Last of Us Part 2 remastered was pretty much leaked. Well, it not pretty much was. It was leaked by uh, Insider Gaming. Uh, they basically got access to the trailer, They which showed off the release date, which is going to be January 19 next year. Uh, and then they got... Um, I don't know if they got it, but the information came out, I think maybe through a back-end uh, data miner of some sort, that um, all the uh, PSN listing information was there so we found out that there was a new a new mode uh some additional content and um some other stuff there which we'll talk about in a second uh but yeah so this was first initially uh, discovered by an actual data miner who scrapes the back end of the psn and yeah this was posted and then not too long after that naughty dog came out and officially announced that whether they were going to hold off on it for a later date who knows or whether they were ready to go um that day because it did seem very very quick after the leak came out that they were like let's just get this thing out there so whether they were holding off for something like the game awards which would make sense given that like part one was there i think yeah part one was there right the show was definitely i think they had a thing for the show at one stage uh, and they definitely had something to do with um factions you know it was like that screenshot like all the concept art sorry that uh was there um i'm pretty sure that was all game awards or at least jeff keely's shindig so um but yeah they came out and announced it revealed it official lock it in january 19 2024 so how do we all feel before we get into the actual nuts and bolts of what we get uh how does everyone feel about a remastered part two of the last of us james you're you're a huge fan i am i really liked this game yeah um i I don't know. It, it it speaks to I think a broader issue that Naughty Dog has been having since The Last of Us blew up the way that it did, where they've effectively just become a Last of Us studio, right? Like between the remasters and the re-releases, like this is this is what they're working on. Um, and it's like that that game dropped what what beginning of the pandemic? Like yep. that was June twenty twenty, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Like that's not that long ago. I think that's that is a yeah. very new gaming experience, and I think that. Like, I'm glad it has the pricing option for people who already own the game, but, um, like, yeah, I would rather they be working on anything else. Um, even d- well, a I DLC. Think they are, though. For, well, look, I, I'm, I'm sure that they are, but, like, you know, I, I think the reason this has become a topic, right, is, is because, you know, it does feel a bit odd to be charging for this game again so soon. Um, mm. even with the additional content, which is a whole other can of worms. Yes, yes, well, yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll touch back on that, but I want to hear what uh, Josephina thinks of The Last of Us Part Two remastered. Did you play The Last of Us Part Two? Or part uh, I did not. Um, definitely not my kind of game, but I did watch other people play it. 
uh, especially part two, I watched a, a lot of um, that footage of people playing it. Um, and yeah, I I feel like it's, yeah, it's obviously weird to do like a remaster so, so quick. Um, I think the more interesting thing is, um, yeah, the, the kind of turning of the tides on like the creator itself. Um, obviously there's a lot of like very, very icky stuff happening in the world and this person, this creator, sorry, I can't remember his name. Um, uh, Neil Druckmann. Yeah. Um, turns out those stories that everybody loves as games that people adore. The TV remake is, it, it's a bit sullied because a lot of it was pretty much um, inspired by this conflict. Um, I don't know if he's an actual like Zionist and I'm not gonna get into like Israel-Palestinian politics right now. Um, but yeah, it, I, but yeah, like you've kind of written here, like the, the timing is really weird. Mm. I don't know. I don't Very think. Very bizarre. I don't know if that if something like that can be planned, or maybe if the leak. It's yeah. I'm not sure how that stuff works, but it it does feel a bit um icky. I've been really glad to see people who are just like kind of done with it. They're like play the games. Absolutely loved it. Um, I'm not going to pay more money for this because I played it and I loved it then and I can't love it anymore because I know the origins of it um and yeah that's it's a really tough thing but those are the times we're living in yeah I mean he's never been shy about what inspired that story like I think even when the game came out there was a lot of press around the fact that he was very open about where all of that had come from and like it's it's frustrating because that game was such a like a seminal queer moment in gaming as well. Yeah, like Ellie is a yeah. phenomenal queer protagonist and having like a woman there and having like Abby even as as a different kind of woman that never gets represented in games, like the masculinity of everything. Like there, there's a writing team behind that game that I empathize with deeply mm. here because I think they infused it with so much that I still recognize with. But like, yeah, it's it's impossible to kind of like, especially right now, to talk about this game and to kind of like you can't look around the thing in front of it, you know? Mm. Yeah, definitely. It's it's very similar to, like, um, when the uh, Harry Potter game came out mm. and there were a bunch of, like, yeah, icky, uh, especially in the States, political yes. policy stuff happening around trans people. Um, and it's the kind of thing where, where you want to be, like, it's not that hard, just don't by the game um mm. but there are obviously so many emotional attachments to these big franchises um yeah yeah well it's the 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 thing that we're talking about james only pointed that out to me i didn't even i wasn't aware of that until yesterday or the day before whatever it was it was on the weekend it, yeah. i think um and i was surprised i i mean i yeah like i knew he was had that background but i didn't know that this those uh inspirations or influences that like permeated through the, like the game and it does make you go oh what now yeah it's yeah. um but like, i think it was so I, I, oh, sorry no i was just gonna say, on the overall thing about the timing and stuff i think it shows you how business is still business right like it's still 
money mm. still talks. Like, well, especially if this January release date was locked in six yeah. months ago for them internally, right? Like, I imagine mm. like if they were just holding off until they could possibly think it was okay to talk about this in the in a way that wasn't going to drum up this conversation right and like this feels like a very it's an online spaces conversation like the average consumer probably has no idea about any of this stuff in mm. in terms of neil Druckmann's intentions sort of with the story and whatnot and so the last of us is you know far bigger than our corner of this industry um but yeah it's you know it's kind of it's just it's sitting right there now <laughs> you know yeah it'll be interesting to see if it does get brought up or, or how much it does get brought up into mm. the main and if any big mainstream like major outlets really tackle it um especially yeah. with the second season of the show as well which i think is filming mm, soonish now yeah soonish yeah. um yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah nathan you got you got any thoughts yeah so like i'm sitting on the outside of this conversation that's just occurred uh i'm, I'm hearing a uh a lot of implications that I'm able to draw conclusions on based on what you're saying. And I understand this is not, we're not going to, so, so I, I'm piecing some things together. I was ignorant until right this moment. Okay. So forgive me when I say that me in my bubble, just me isolated from the world was um, quite ecstatic to, to see the remaster, just purely personal, purely selfish, having done part one earlier this year and having such a splendid time. I was like, excellent. I'm, I'm actually, ready to go through that traumatic experience again. I'm a bit more mature a person now, um, and I'm curious to see how I resonate with that experience. But uh, I've just heard some things in the past 15 minutes that sort of, ooh, yeah, so yeah. maybe... Uh, mm. yeah. I also think, if you even want to talk about the actual game itself here, right, like what they're adding to this thing, the idea of like a, a roguelike addition to a game that was... You know, ostensibly a bit of art about the cycles of violence. Like, no matter where those inspirations came from, I think that game and the, the other people that contributed to its story, I think, did try to say something about the nature of violence and, and yada, 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 right? And then just slapping on a mode where it's like, and you just go again and again and again and again and again. It's, I don't know, it just seems a bit silly on, to me. On paper, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think that, that's, that part of it is how serious do we take... I know that this is a game that's trying to be very serious, but it's at the end of the day, it's still a video game. You're right. I mean, like it's still. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, I, I feel like that, that can't be a, a no, parachute, I'm, right? I no, second but I'm still... your. Uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think if we're no, I think more if we're if we're diving too far, if we're analysing too hard on a new mode, like I don't know. I just think I think Kieran from Press Start might have. I think he uh, summed it up kind of well that it sounds a bit like the mercenaries from re4 mm. uh or the re games um yeah. that's what kind of i got from reading the little info that mm -hmm. is out there and i just think it's just a another mode uh, yeah but i mean like the mercenaries is an arcadey violent mode for a schlocky action game right and like the last of us is ostensibly an adult story about the cycles of violence mm. like this is what it wants to be treated as and i, I think it deserves to be treated as that so you know, don't don't slap a, a fucking new mode in there. That's just for the sake of getting into those gunplay a bit more. Like, um, uh, uh, it, yeah. I'll come in on the side just gently and say, <laughs> factions, good shit. If this could do something mm -hmm. like that, beaut. And of course, factions is removed from this conversation you talk about because well, that's a whole other Sony problem at the moment. But yeah, the other issue, um. I think that this date has this January date is just the lack. 
um, is I think we're in a bit of a drought for PlayStation stuff. Like, I, yes, I know we mm-hmm. just got Spider Man, but we don't even know what else is coming. Yeah, to, really. Yeah, the map looks a bit sparse. Helldivers yeah. too. Um, like, what else? Mm. I didn't even didn't even know that, that that was coming. Didn't even know that that was a PlayStation game. So, as in like a first party game. Mm. Well, the few, mate. Should read mm. a recap of the uh, PlayStation events, mate. I should have, but I probably yeah. did, but I forgot. <laughs> Helldivers does not um, goes in one ear and out the other. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, I think uh, like they've got it. Yeah, like there's nothing else coming. So like, what is? I think you were talking, James, about this is a problem that Naughty Dog has or whatever. But like they've become this studio. But what's PlayStation kind of? Become? And you know, we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago that how they're kind of fallen not behind, but they're just lacking a bit of um first party software adam how do you feel now nah i still think you can get in the bin um i've i've kind of stayed quiet while you folks were having a chat and i echo most i suppose of what james was been saying i think if if i'm going to throw my two cents in as far as how i personally resonate with the game like i i love last of us part two completely i thought it was one of the most affecting games that i've ever played and for that reason i never ever ever want to play it again like i will happily (laughs) not touch it for the rest of time because i played it once i had those feelings and i don't want to dilute that by then playing it again like it is just any other game i think it deserves to be played once be felt once and then be remembered rather than to to just chuck it on like I'm playing a game of Rocket League. Um, and I think that kind of plays into what James was saying about the, the roguelike mode and why that rubs me the wrong way so much. I think if you were to put a roguelike mode on Uncharted, sure, that is fine. That's kind <laughs> of realistically what uncharted is like the, that it thematically makes sense um i think i just had the visceral just... reaction to that suggestion that you must have had to the last of yeah Us's. yeah right yeah 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 exactly but it goes it's like the antithesis of what the last of us is and it just it i also just don't think the gunplay nathan i know you'll probably disagree because you played it on the higher difficulty and that i i know kind of brings its own set of challenges but I'm not going to The Last of Us for specifically that gunplay. And I just don't really think I'd want to go back to go, you know, wave after wave of that. I there there are just there are other games that I would prefer to spend my time in going over that cycle over and over. Like Returnal. I'm no I know I bring it up as often as I humanly can, but do you know what I mean? Like there are just other experiences outside of that bubble that I just prefer to, to do that in. Yeah, look, I doubt The Last of Us Part 2 is going to produce a roguelike mode that sets the genre ablaze and makes us stop playing Returnal, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, and by all means, I'm not saying that just because you can't reach those heights doesn't mean you shouldn't attempt something. Like, uh, the, the last thing I'd want to do is dissuade people from, you know, trying new things. I just don't think this new thing is exactly what The Last of Us needs. Guess we'll wait I think they see. needed to do something though. Like they need to add more meat on the on the on the bones of this remaster because the, the part one people well, were just a don't bit... fucking do it. Like <laughs> I the thing okay like I, the last thing I want to do is sit here and bitch and moan about it. But 
you're it's not ne- it's so not but fucking we'll... necessary but it's okay it's just okay, it's... like i already thought hold on i've i've sat here so nice and quietly about it you got me <laughs> i already now. thought i already thought the first game didn't need to be remastered and you know i'll sit back and say that i'm wrong and say that it wasn't just a corporate fucking cash in which it totally fucking was like the last of us part one is phenomenal they remade it they brought it up to the the standards of part two fantastic then they moved the fucking goalposts by remastering part two that came out three years ago and i would say to any one of you to put it on right now and you would look at that game and say that is a modern masterpiece part two. Both techni- yes part two both technically and mechanically I don't, I do not think this, this requires it. I think if you want to do like a patch to bring up certain things to PS5 level, whatever the fuck, I don't think you need to retroactively go back and shove more content in it to try to get another $20 out of your fan base. I think that is fucked. There we go. So now I've had my piece. Two things. Uh, I've played it recently and it does, I think the don't. leap in graphical fidelity has improved a lot and it is behind part one for sure. Uh, it still looks great. It still looks great, but I don't think it's as uh, phenomenal looking as we've got now. Secondly, as we said with part one, this game is not for you though. And you're missing the big piece of this puzzle, which is the TV show. I don't give a fuck about the TV you, okay. show. I know okay. that it's... it. That's what I mean. Like, it is pandering to... It is a corporate move. To say that it's anything other than a corporate, we've made a TV show, it's got eyes on it, now give us more money. To say that it's anything other than that is having a fucking laugh. That is what it is. Like, if we're calling a spade a spade, it is... Why and I know that I, I get it. Why would a TV show that is critically acclaimed, awarded one of the best games, but it not be essentially a version that is with your most recent console. Do you fucking have that though? Like I got that with you... part one, but you, it's, it's so unnecessary for this. Can I and to say, say like, sorry, James, go for it. Before no, just on the TV show topic. Each other. They've been pretty explicit about, well, subtly explicit about the fact that they are happy to change things from part two mm. for the TV show. So it's not as even as if like, you know, part one is relatively one-to-one for the game, right? Um, If you're going to do season two of this TV show that like ostensibly you have a massive new audience coming to, and then they, let's say they watch, you know, they, they play the game, then they get up to season two of the show. Suddenly they have, you know, the biggest moment of, of that whole upcoming narrative ruined for them before the season even kicks off, right? And then on top of that, if they're going to change that and push it back to season three, let's say, then you, you've effectively like, stuttered the progression mm. of the emotional journey that that audience is going on yeah. like i don't think but what if you're it, getting people in to play the game like to play the games to get them into that ecosystem mm-hmm. so well, then you can buy it on a playstation 5 right now but you but you're going to still have the same thing you're still going to have yeah, no the same... I, I agree but you're not actively incentivizing or encouraging the purchasing of that game at that point you're just saying yes it exists you can go and play it if you want that's it like, I think Adam, Adam is right. Like, a PS5 patch, I totally understand. An optimized patch where 60 FPS, 4K, whatever the, the background machinery is, right? But the, the repackage, the new content, the extra cost, no. Like, it, it, it is blatantly corporate, right? And if Xbox was doing something like this, I would be hammering them for it. 
it is only costing you 20 bucks though. Like we haven't even covered that bit. Like th- this mm-hmm. is only going to cost you $20 because you own it, right? Yeah. But as you just said, right, this is ostensibly not for me, right? This is for a but, new audience but, who needs to pay But for 20 bucks, you can go and pay. Like you can go play. It's not like you have to go and play. Yeah, pay another mm. 120 bucks again as with part so, one. But, but, but in, the person in, in who that, it is that, for will need to do that. Yeah, exactly. They'll need to buy a copy of the game and spend the $20. Or just spend 120 outright. Yeah, or just buy the, easier. or just buy the game. I don't. That's. I don't understand that point. Well, but you, you're effectively creating like. So a you're saying in... that someone go out and buy a PS5, but don't go buy the new version. Go buy the old version. Well, it'll be work out cheaper. But it's the. But technically, it's the inferior version. Of yeah, but the if, they anyway, the, if, if they buy the if they buy a PS4 disc, disc then they spend the twenty dollars. We've been can through I, this with part one. Can I have no, one? It is can I have one last same. little? No, I think you can I dip my toe in. It was dumb. I I just think that this continues to set a terrible precedent to have parody across all of your games in a series. I said that with part one, where it's a dangerous door to open to say all of the games need to be on the same level across an entire series. And I think this further adds to that problem. And I, I'm guaranteed not every studio will do that because not every studio is able to do that. I just think it's a bit of a gross practice that I feel other people will think is necessary when it just isn't. Nickel and diamond, your fan base. Yeah, it just it just feels a bit gross. Gotcha. I think it makes good business sense in in that, and I'm happy to pay the twenty bucks. So yeah, but we ca- stick, we can't up conflate here, your value proposition to every other. No, 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 yeah, no. That, that's that's where we. Face a disconnect, us yeah, the average course, consumer. Yeah, yeah. No, and like I, I do think that this is a cash grab. Of course it is. Um, it's, but I think it's it would be not remiss, but it would be word that I can't think of to have a TV show that has got that many eyeballs on it and to not capitalize on it. I think is is what I'm saying. But if someone came to you and said, well, I think it's remiss of Xbox to not buy as many brands as they can because it makes good business sense, you'd laugh them out of the room. Like, well, I think that's very, very different, though. I think you're going and buying brand. don't know that it is. Like, in principle, okay, well, right, is, is, is what I'm talking about. You tell about me how here, buying right? a whole fucking company is the no, same I'm, I'm, as remastering a singular game. No, you, you in, tell me that. In principle. Here we go. I'm, no, I, because, because your logic ultimately boils down to it makes good business sense for Sony, right? And... We are but, not but, in the but we're position talking about a singular argue, product, though. No, but we're not now. We're talking about now. This is part two that they've done this for. Oh, I you think know, to a Adam's series. Point, one, have, one IP. Yeah, but, but it's one IP that they are so effectively like. It, exactly, like but, cashing but in on the audience. But they're not going and buying a, right? a coal company, though. No, but that, but my point is that your logic is based in it makes good business sense. Is what it ultimately boils down to for you, of right? Of course, it makes like, that's good why business sense for Xbox to go and buy Activision and have Call of Duty. That's yeah, fucking. Cool. That's that's but easy. Like, but I mean, we're not you, in support. You don't have to go business. to fucking business school to know that. <laughs> no, I know, right. but like we like we don't we don't, we don't exist sympathetic here. to the to the cash stuff. Yeah, exactly. I think going and yeah. buying a seventy five billion dollar company to then exclusivize that content from another I, platform I know, holder. I, I know it's not is a, a very very different. Is a very very different. You well, you just said that it was the same. You just said it was the same. That would be a bit disingenuous. Anyway, because it was just just a discussion of principle. Last of Us. They, but, we always have the spiciest chats around specifically Naughty Dog's Magnum Opus. This franchise <laughs> just really brings well, it out. Well, just anything like business-wise. 
As long as that business is no, to do with Naughty Dog, oh, we will get real hot on it. Or Xbox. But, mm, true. I mean, it doesn't have to be. <laughs> if, the, if, if the shoe was on the other foot, I would still feel the same. I'm, I'm interested to see, like, one, what isn't a cash grab? I mean, you could you could argue that the whole TV show is a cash grab and it just happened to make everyone pretty happy. Um, I'd be interested to I see agree. how good these graphics are. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm not I buying think... this shit, but, um, yeah, I, 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 I'd like to see if somebody who loves the game saw the newly remastered one and can actually quantify it into like spending 20 bucks like that's how good it looks um i'm buying the um i'm spending the 20 dollars because i want to check out those lost levels that that sounds like a very very cool thing to me i'm looking to check that and i'm interested in the commentary well i was interested in the commentary but we'll (laughs) we'll (laughs) revisit that um Mm. and the guitar mode thing sounds pretty cool as well the free play and I think the whole thing circles back to what you've said before, James, is that these companies are not your friends. They don't exist to be correct. your friends. They, they exist mm-hmm. to make money. And yeah. that is where it is good business for them to do this. It's good business for Microsoft to write blank checks. It's mm-hmm. it's That's what it all is. That's what all this is. And we're just part of that fucking machine. And if I can cap this discussion off elegantly, we've, we've, yes. we've had a nice little value proposition from Zach as to why he would spend 20 and from Adam, a value proposition as to why he absolutely wouldn't. And I both, I think they were both valid. Thanks, man. Look, I if this game's not for you, that's fine. Purely that's, yeah. from the perspective of someone that's got twenty dollars to spend. Otherwise, yeah. Well, that's what I asked. Yeah. I don't know if I do. I don't know. Um, but. but but very, 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 very quickly, the remaster will have, yeah, so there's new graphical enhancements, blah, 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 where there's some new uh, 1440p. I'm trying to find the post somewhere. Oh, that's the upgrade cost. That's the wrong article. Shout outs. Uh, but yeah, so there's some new upgrades, uh, visual upgrades, and you've also got this, uh, yeah, so the lost levels, which are three um, supposedly cut levels from the original that are going to be playable in some form. Uh, there is yeah the roguelike mode that we've spoken about. Uh, there's a guitar. It's called like free guy play guitar or something where you basically play the guitar. Yeah, because the guitar in and Last then, of Us Two was really cool and hmm. how you could play with it. So that's really neat. And there is a yeah there's a developer commentary with uh, the game's cutscenes will now feature commentary from uh, Druckmann, uh, Haley Gross, Troy Baker, Ashley Johnson, and Laura Bailey. So. That's what your money gets you. Shall we move on? Love money. Money. I wish wish the listeners could see the amount of eye rolling in the last uh, 10 minutes. It was was content, wasn't it? Yeah, that's just for your eyes only. That was a spicy chat. It always heats up. You love to see it. There's only two topics, isn't there? Last of Us. (laughs) But but in fairness... Zach does like to stoke the fires on that one. He like and he likes to put Adam say, over the fucking spit and give him a few <laughs> rotations just to get him going. And then we talk about Michael. I will say there there is you know, this is a show. This is this this well, is entertainment. There's a, a little bit of theater. There's a little bit of theater to the whole thing. But, um, Do you notice that I I stayed out of it for the longest time, and see, then as soon I, as I dip my toe in, Zach's like, "Well, actually." <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting. Oh, uh, very very good, very good, James. You're uh, yes. 
You're on the clock, mate. I am. I am. Let's let's get the news done. Uh, so first thing, this came out today. Pretty massive report out of IGN about the uh, independent developer behind the hotly anticipated Black Myth Wukong. Uh, this is... Uh, I have written their name somewhere in here. And I have lost... Game Science is the name of the studio. Uh, so this is Rebecca Valentine and Ki-Hun Chan have written this. Uh, basically an exhaustive report into uh, the sexism and misogyny that exists within the Chinese development scene and specifically at this studio. Um, seems like there was a lot of uh, uh, sort of like very explicit, inappropriate internal marketing messaging going on. Uh, a lot of the developers and producers had been posting in forums, making like just really gross kind of shitty dick sex jokes all the time. Um, a lot of very casual, just misogyny being thrown around. And apparently, according to multiple sort of like anonymous developers that they spoke to, this is a pretty widespread problem in Chinese development scene at the moment, which is obviously coming to light now because games like Black Myth Wukong and a bunch of other ones that have come out, I think over the past year that I can't remember the names of them, but like, we're seeing more and more Chinese games enter into the, the mainstream Western market. Um, and so obviously there's going to be a little bit more of a spotlight here. So yeah, I just, this is a, a huge report, absolutely worth reading uh, on your own time. We couldn't possibly cover everything here, but I just wanted to give it a shout out. I agree. Great. Sorry, Excellent. I was drinking right, right as you looked at me. Yeah, no, it's lovely timing, lovely timing. Um, lighter news, Borderlands 4 and Tiny Tina's is it just Tiny Tina? Is there a full? Is there another word I missed there? Or? Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Thank you. Two. There's a second one apparently. Uh, this comes out of Lost Boys Interactive Technical Director. Why don't you just Randall... go play the first one? Randall Reese, <laughs> uh, who has accidentally listed these games as part of his experience on LinkedIn. This has since been updated to just say unannounced sequel in uh, UE4, but uh, so yes, initially... Yes. I fucking love that cover-up so <laughs> much. It's like, wait, wait, wait. What I meant to say... Well, hang on. What I meant to say was unannounced. It doesn't have a title. Can't tell you what it is. That's what yeah. I meant to say. <laughs> Never mentioned it once. Um <laughs> Yeah, Borderlands. Do we do we think it's kind of had its time, or Abs do you think another Borderlands could work? Wonderlands wiped it out. Wonderlands has taken the best parts of Borderlands, <coughs> wiped out all the filler in between, which is mostly the vehicle sections because they're just empty A to B bullshit. Wonderlands is the best of Borderlands, just boiled down. I don't know why they were yeah. bothering with Borderlands Four. Agreed. I think Wonderlands definitely did wonders Ooh! for the series. You'll see what I did there, James. Can I can can I get some approval? I don't think he's seen. It. <laughs> oh, he just figured it out. You love to see it, but yeah, I don't think there's any big surprise here. I think Wonderlands did well enough to warrant a sequel, and I don't think Gearbox is ready to let go of Borderlands, mm. both in name and in like the core series. Because they've got it, a movie it, coming out, don't they? <laughs> fucking apparently, yeah. How was Borderlands 3 received? I'm just looking it up now. What's the meta score on that? I don't know how it was received okay. critically, but in terms of anecdotally, anyone I talk to dismissed okay. it because of the fucking humour. is so abrasive. It's higher than what I thought. 81 yeah, right. on Metacritic. On PC. It, it was one of those... You know how some games, over time, people learn to appreciate them? The Borderlands 3 kind of did the opposite thing. Mm. Like, it came out and everyone was like, yeah, more Borderlands. And then over time, they like kind Starfield. of went, oh, more Borderlands. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. There you go. What would... What would... What's my question? 
what would a Borderland four, Borderlands four do need? Sorry, need to do to be to come back with some oomph. I don't expect that it's going to do anything to come back with some mm. oomph. I reckon they're just going to iterate and do more of what they've been doing. Mm. Okay. I mean, at this point, just a solid single player shooter would be kind of surprising. Correct. Does it keep the same art style, the cell shade? Yeah. Okay. I think it would probably Absolutely. need to. It's the only real thing that's like iconic about mm. it, right? And the little bot thing. Mm. Oh yeah, claptrap can get in the bin. They could kill him off. I'm happy with he's, him. He's had his gone. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about that? How about that? Um, speaking of things that have had their time, uh, Warner Brothers Game Division uh, has had to. Issue a statement to IGN correcting there was uh, rumors floating around that this Wonder Woman game that they're making had been pivoted to a live service, uh, but they have dispelled that myth. Uh, saying to IGN, Wonder Woman is a single player action adventure game set in a dynamic open world. This third person experience will allow players to become Diana of Themyscira. Yep, close enough. Uh, and introduce an original story set in the DC universe while also featuring the Nemesis system. Wonder Woman is not being designed as a live service. Um, I didn't know that. Sure. Are they doing the like, Shadow of War Nemesis system in this? Is that what that implies? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, Looks like it. Hell yeah. They, they patented that shit and they've sat on it for fucking <laughs> sat on years. It for 15 years, yeah. <laughs> to bring it back in Wonder Woman. Hi, Adam from Well Played here. So I'm going to have a little complaint about this, just a little one. It's a two part complaint. I'm with you. First. Um, I think it sucks that we now sit at a time where hearing that something isn't a live service game, we all breathe a sigh of relief. I think it fucking sucks. Um, It was the same when microtransactions were kind of like at their peak or loot boxes. And when developers would say they'd get up on stage and be like, we don't have microtransactions. And it would be like a big cheer from the crowd. Like, I think it fucking sucks that we live in that world now that there's so many of them. Second point. I don't think that the Nemesis system in a Wonder Woman game makes any kind of fucking sense, and I'd prefer them to just not bother with it. Use it somewhere else. Are you not curious? It's the issue I have with, and I plan on finishing uh, a feature article about um, Suicide Squad. So they did the, the new trailer for that that kind of showed off the systems and the story. And it looked much better than the state of play. Like, no, Nathan, it did. It looked, you go back and watch the state of play. I'm not saying it looked good. I'm saying comparatively. But all of these characters are interacting with colored loot and they're traversing the world in tacked on ways. Like Harley Quinn has a fucking grappling hook that makes her Spider-Man. And none of it makes any thematic sense to any of the characters. If you're going to use an established character you should make some sort of effort to make it make sense. Like the gameplay, the context, it should it should fit. It doesn't fit with Suicide Squad, and I fear hearing kind of the elevator pitch for Wonder Woman, it's going to be the same thing. They're going to be like, I don't know, we have this really cool system. Fuck it. Show it throw it in with, with Diana because it's a, a name brand. And I, uh, I don't know. I just think it sucks that name recognition then just becomes disjointed game th- from a mechanical and thematic perspective. I just think, yeah, I just think that sucks. Hi. Nathan, yeah. we'll go with you yes, first. Big Daddy Nene in the back. All right, mate. Oh. Uh, look, I just want to say on record, uh, Adam, 
you've been disappointed a few times now by these uh, Warner Brothers superhero releases. Correct. Maybe you just take a back seat and let us try and maybe enjoy this one, and we'll, we'll tell you that it's it's all tip top. Or thanks, it, mate. Yeah, it's okay. If, you, you, if you, you could fall on that yeah, sword exactly. for me, you've really been let down it. enough. You, you're sounding a little bit sour <laughs> there. My yeah. thing is, do we think the Nemesis system is going to be? Is it going to be one for one from Shadow of Mordor? Like, uh, well, this is so. Well, that's my point, Nathan. Like, we do we not entrust whoever who's developing this? What's what, who's the studio? What is it? Do we not uh, entrust we'll the out. developers uh, to use this system that works in this kind of game um, rather than just being, oh, it's going to be Nemesis, like from fucking old oh, mate. What's the game? Shadow of Mordor. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you want the short or the be... long answer? <laughs> <laughs> well, considering that we battled hard about old oh, mate, give me the short answer. No, I don't. Um, oh, how? Well, I don't remember what the what like what the question is. Like, will, will the nemesis system work? <laughs> right, okay, like, okay. It's like at this point, assuming that Bioware would be able to handle a branching narrative game. Like <laughs> at a certain point, after a certain number of years doing a certain bad thing, you do kind of lose faith that a company can handle the mm-hmm. thing that they were made famous for, right? Yeah, well, given um, that a lot of that talent's probably elsewhere. You've hit well, the nail on I mean, the head, especially right? with Bioware now. But yeah. yeah. But do we do we find out who's Wonder Woman? Uh, oh, it's it's yeah. Monolith Productions. Mm. So it is the oh, Shadow so Shadow Wars. Fucking... So same folks. But, but like well, you just said, sense, Zach, then, talent retention is a big yeah. thing over there, or rather lack thereof. Yeah. So Nemesis, what what does that mean? You can probably guess that maybe none of those architects are still there. Like it's not not much more than an idea, and hope for the best. But just you'd think that they could do something cool with this system in a game like this, maybe. I would but, I would hope so, <laughs> but when you think of the the Nemesis system in Shadow of War, Shadow of Mordor, regardless of how you enjoy those games, if you're a ranger that is hunting down like orc captains in Mordor, it makes sense. Like that hierarchy of characters that can come back to to haunt you. It it makes sense. I like I'll I'll call myself an avid DC fan. I can't think are. of I can't think of a logical way that you can make Wonder Woman fit within that system or make that system fit within a Wonder Woman game. Like I'll be really happy to be surprised, but she's just not a character that it makes sense for. So so just, just the last 30 seconds on this, if you don't mind, Adam, Uh, I I think I agree with you. If we were to like take the, the, like the hierarchy and inner workings of that, could you quickly explain like what the nemesis system is for the folks listening? Like we've talked around it, but we haven't actually said what it is. And I think that might just illustrate the point perfectly. Yeah, so in Shadow of More, Shadow of Wardor, Mordor, it was a, a system in which you could kill an enemy or battle an enemy and they can more or less become attached to you in a more meaningful way. So it, it they can come back, they can grow stronger. If you if you die to them, um, they'll grow up the or they'll climb the ranks of the like the in-game hierarchy. Um, if you kill them, they can then come back later on with uh, like boosted defense in the way that you killed them. So it creates little micro stories uh, within the game. So obviously there's a story, but then there's all these little kind of dynamic little story threads made off of that based on the way that you play the game. So they, they pop up very, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, a, it's just a, a unique way to kind of 
engage with the the enemies and it gives them kind of this manufactured personality as yeah, well. It gives them like a name, kind of personality. Yeah. And I like talk about you, the fight that they had with you the last time. And you can kind of project your own little story onto each of them instead of them just being a whole bunch of grunts. So that's what Wonder Woman wants to do. Yeah, who the fuck knows, man? <laughs> that's weird. Josefina, do, do you have any thoughts on Wonder Woman or her game? Um, I mean, that nemesis system sounds cool. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know what that it was. Is yeah. cool. It Absolutely. is very cool. Um, apart from that, I don't really know anything about it. Although I'm pretty sure Wonder Woman is also a known Zionist as well. Bye. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. that's 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 a uh, fair play. Everything trash. Is that like real yes. life? Yeah, Gal Gadot. Yeah, she she big okay, on the. Okay, yeah. on the... I just wanted to make sure when we're talking about the actual Wonder Woman. I don't know, don't know enough about Wonder Woman. Would you want yeah, well, that'd be a weird thing to write for her character. <laughs> yeah, I know oh, so. Fuck. I know so little about Wonder Woman the character, and the only thing I know is about that actress. So in my mind, <laughs> oh it's, no, a rich tapestry. It is done for yeah. me. <laughs> Wonder Woman and the Holy Land. Yeah, that that doesn't gel. Not Wonder Woman. I <laughs> don't play. Is that? We'll That's rebuild. Wonder Woman, is it Adam? She's she's good. Yeah, yeah. I've got a bit of Wonder Woman for you. Oh, look at you go. Ah. Is she fighting Venom? No, Batman. Mm. Uh, it's Batman. It's 19, 19 Wait, inches is he of Bruce a, was he Was he trying to... No? Let's not oh. get into that. Anyway, that's the news unless anybody else has uh, <laughs> anything that's happened over the past week they'd like to oh, hit on. Mate, you've missed one big, huge news piece. It's been on the site for days. Oh, Come yeah? On, mate. Go Point on. click adventure game. The night is grey. It looks really fucking cool. If you like those games, you should check it out. That's coming out January... Sometime in January, but it looks really cool. Point and click adventure games make business sense in this modern market. Not oh, really, James. No. <laughs> no, I don't. It's a, it's a bit of a pipe would... dream, isn't it? Like you you want well, me, me and Zach want if, them to do well, but if they were, you'd um, Xbox would be buying them up, mate. That's you know that's the only thing <laughs> oh that makes sense, God. isn't it? These days, can we get a franchise out of or Pentiment? You, or, well, actually, speaking on that, <laughs> we are getting uh, Broken Sword Reforged, which is a remaster. There you go. Sharper than ever. Hey, someone's still buying them, mate. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. mate. That game has released more times than Resident Evil 4. Than the last of Yeah, when the, the last of the world. You don't get to bemoan. What does Josephina think of point and click games? Yeah, I like it. Absolutely. Josephina, we didn't actually ask. I think think they have a place in our modern world. Yeah. Can I quickly jump in? Um, I think it's rude that we didn't ask Josephina, like, what's your, like, niche? Like, what what is your little, like, passion corner of the gaming sphere? What kind of genres, like, get you out of bed? Ah, yeah. So, um, I'm sure it's become a little bit clear in this conversation. There's just, like, some stuff I have no idea about. Basically, I like a lot of indie games and I look a lot of at a lot of indie games in Australia. Um, but I do like a really good story. I, I think um, obviously interesting mechanics are very important. Um, but uh, yeah, just anything with a good, with a good tale to tell something that's not super hard <laughs> as well, <laughs> but I, yeah. I did love Pentiment. Yes. Um, yeah, that is um, 
Yeah, but that's the spooky card game one, right? (laughs) (laughs) That was a lovely little callback from our own James. Thank you. I tried. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm hearing that you've got a soft spot for a good narrative adventure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I do like a lot of like adventure games as well. Um, But yeah, I don't. I don't think I could condense it into. I used to think I liked cozy games, but I don't think that's it. Yeah. Mm, I've played a lot of games since then. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. If you had to pick one game, like to play for the rest of your life, it doesn't have to be your favorite game. It could be a game that you enjoy the most. Oh shit. What? What? What would it be? Oh. I mean, for the rest of my life, because that doesn't necessarily mean like my favorite ever game. Correct. Oh. What are you going to get the most mileage out of? Let, let's while you think. Yeah, let's we'll go the table because I don't. I don't, I don't think we've asked this question before. Nathan, what, what are you picking? Probably a tactical RPG. Maybe like a... like a, Maybe like an XCOM or something. Oh, that sounds like fucking... Or like Civilizations. <laughs> I know, it's a very personal, very Nathan... Oh, Civ would be alright, actually. Yeah, Civ probably Civ. As soon as you said a tactical, I was like, you're just opening yourself up to Zach to be like, fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, what are you going to do? James? Uh, uh, Resident Evil Four. I don't yeah, know. That would it's... probably be, that would nearly be mine. I reckon. Yeah, I was gonna say like Bloodborne, but that game doesn't have enough kind of permeations. Yeah. I don't think. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Adam, the original Hotline Miami. Really? I could play it until I die. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I think mine would either be RE Four or maybe Broken Sword, but I think yeah. RE Four is more fun over time. Yeah, no, I just love that. It's like how many times can First you read the same game. book, sort of thing. Like? See, that's oh, no. what I was trying to think of something that maybe isn't narrative driven because, I mean, how many times can you you cop it? Something that's maybe more replayable. Maybe that's the, the angle that I was going for. The order. How many times could you replay that? Oh, my God. So okay. many. Then I think about like games like Dwarf Fortress or Rimworld that are made to like effectively construct their own mm, permanent existence, yeah. play forever. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good point. All right, Josephine, have you got one for us? I figured it out. I think if it's about like having to play it forever, mm. like The Sims. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh, That's good smart. shout. Yeah. That's a very yeah. good shout. That's it. It's infinite possibility. Like, I mean, not mm-hmm. infinite, but you know. I respect that. Yeah. Uh, probably, actually, I think probably my fondest memory of Sims is Sims 2. Yeah. I, I kind of thought yeah. that, that might be the fun Yeah. Nice. Very nice. All right, let's go to the off topics. I'm going to kick it off with our very, very last 90s film of the week on episode 199, baby. It's going to go off with a bang. The 90s film of the week. A kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Well, I don't even think that's from the 90s. Men in Black never made the cut. I know, it would have been good, right? You know what's even more devastating about that, Nathan, is one of the games I had tonight was Wild Wild West. I feel oh, like you did Wild that's Wild West. shit. No way, like did. did I? I'm pretty sure did you yeah. did. I'm pretty sure you did too, yeah. Spider thing. We've talked about yeah. this, yeah. Given no. given Willie Smith some shout-outs. Yeah. I remember saying that it was shit, yeah. shit it before. Is shit so moment, I feel like it? we ragged on sure. it. <laughs> no, because I was like... I, 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 had, I, I had one... I had one picked and I was like, no, that's a good one. Then I was like, right before I was like, 
Yeah, I think we might have done that one. Fight Club was one I was going to pick for, but hey, we've done Fight Club, right? I feel like we went through um, all of Finch's 90s films. Mm. Quick, quick question. What, yes. the, what are we doing? <laughs> what is <it>? Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> So if you, for those who haven't listened to any of the past, I don't know, episodes, uh, we do a thing called 90s Film of the Week where we pick, normally it's a lot more planned, uh, we pick a, a we give oh, a shout out to a night. Uh, it used to be. Hasn't been planned uh, for a long time. No, it hasn't, yeah. no, no. Because um, I've run out of films, man. Like, it's harder to pick films now. What um, were they doing in the 90s? filmography that you had to choose I know, from. right? Uh, yeah, so where we just call out a, a 90s film that we that we liked. Do you have, do you have a 90s film? You can... You can bring us home. The final baton is passed to you. Jumanji. Oh, Fuck yeah, that's a good film. Oh, yeah. Did you add him? Or... I feel like we have done Jumanji but that years and years ago, but I'll take it. Mm, that's a great film. I think that might just slip through as one that we didn't... Hmm. I don't recall doing no. Jumanji. Good we shout, did, though. We did Flubber. <laughs> we oh, did Flubber. Flubber. And surely we did uh, Robin Williams' other film, One Hour Photo. Did we do that? No, we must have done that no. one. Did we do? Really? What? No, we did. We must have done One Hour Photo. Buddy, can you give us a uh, 90s film of the week check on One Hour? <laughs> no, we haven't done it because it's not even in the 90s. So, fuck. Shout outs this is, to Robin Williams. This is doubtful. It was 90s, was it? Maybe it was. It? Maybe it was early 2000s. Anyway. Anyway. All right. <laughs> off topics. Anybody watched or seen anything? Read anything, listen to anything they want to share. Josephine, you can go first. Any films, TV shows, books, movies, uh, animes, comfort media, uh, recipes I've you've cooked. Just, I'm just still like smashing out some One Piece. Oh, <laughs> we got That's another funny. one. <laughs> I've been watching it for a long time. Yeah, we but have. I think I'm up to like the 800s or something. Holy I ju- shit! I just started. Oh, right. I just started episode 801 yesterday. Oh, okay, cool. Are you getting like kind of? I'm getting a bit sad about running out of episodes. Um, oh, what are you talking about? You got like another 300 or so. Come on. But there'll be a point where I when. don't have endless episodes, you know? Like I'll have to wait. Yeah. I'm that is ready. such a wild thing to. Because I get like that with, you know, regular series that are. <laughs> like 10 or 12 episodes episodes long and I'm like, oh, I'm running out. The thought of like thousands of episodes in and you're like, oh, oh, the end's coming. And they're still creating episodes as we speak. (laughs) Yeah, One Piece is the shit. And then we've got the live action that we can enjoy in the meantime. And yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you watch it? Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. Fuck yeah. Nathan, we have another one. Look out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I was not expecting, None you know, I thought it'd be a <laughs> yeah. Last of Us 2 remaster situation, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Netflix surprised I us. I ask you, does that uh, film make business sense? Can you, can you answer me it that? It does make business sense, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's great, though. Yeah, they did um did a good job with, you know, the kind of very limited scope yeah. So it's a bit more One Piece propaganda for our listeners, so we might be able to recruit a couple more to the cause. Yeah, they, they definitely need more fans. Yeah, something <laughs> that they're really lacking. Yeah. Very nice. Anybody else? Mm-hmm. I watched the uh, Dungeons & Dragons movie. <laughs> yeah, it's good, mm-hmm. eh? Hey? The Dungeons & Dragons movie? Yeah, uh, yeah, Honor Amongst Thieves. It was a bit of a flop earlier this year, mm-hmm. I think. Oh, um, but yeah, yeah. Rent. 
yeah. the markets were weird. I think it did well in the US and then yes. shit internationally or something. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, but I, I loved it's it. It's fun. I had a really great time with it. Same. Very silly, just good propulsive energy to it. Very, um, like, kind of like that Pirates of the Caribbean era of film <laughs> where everything just kind of clips along and moves. Everything's a yep. bit archetypal, but it just works anyway. Uh, it just so it's a lot better pace good. than those films, but yeah. I would disagree, ah, but that's okay. Have, but- yeah, because you have a, a fucking love for the Pirates of the Caribbean films. Because I have um, a what, Adam? Nothing. I've saved myself. It's okay. Yeah, we, it's right, um, we love Pirates, don't we? <laughs> we do. Oh, come on. Get fucked. Um, I had a question now. James, have you ever played D&D? Like, I have. At yes. a table? It, mm-hmm. That movie understands what Dungeons and Dragons is at like Agreed. at its at a core. table level. It very, it mm-hmm. very much does. Like there are some l- just very small details that you just go, "Fuck, these people know what D and D is," which is yes. really appreciated. But just the chaos Agreed. of the thing is is so emblematic of the chaos at the table. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just it's a joy. Do you want to um, do this thing that makes sense, or this batshit thing that you it, definitely exactly. won't be able to do? Yeah, Obviously the that. sequence where they had to get the uh, painting inside of the cart, I I was just amazing the entire time. Yeah, so much fun. It was that and the speak with the dead spell. Ah, <laughs> with the Arnie Donna, Arnie Donna boys. Yeah. The, those two moments that I was like, yeah, they fucking know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Nice. Anybody yeah. else checked out something? Yeah, I've got one. I watched Scott Pilgrim takes off. The, the short little animated mm-hmm. series of Scott Pilgrim, and it is fucking fantastic. I expected it to be one thing. It's something else entirely. That's Does all it I can Albed say. Does it in it? Mokuchera? No. It's got the entire it's, cast from the show. Really? Oh. Every single person came back for it. I enjoyed it. Is McLovin in that? Pardon? Are you thinking of Pineapple... Uh, not Pineapple Express, fucking... Uh, yeah, I, did, I don't know is what his name is in, re- in real life. Super bad. I can't. I don't know what his name is. What are we talking about? McLovin from fucking. Super bad. What is that film? Super bad. Oh, yeah. um, is he in? I can't that remember film his name. No, no, I don't think no, so. he's not. Oh, you've just said you've thought Michael Sarah. He must. I know. Be in Kira, it, the other guy. The, the one. The one cast member that surprised me after, like recently was Kieran Culkin. He's, yeah, he's fucking great too. He's he's a sassy bitch from front to back, and it's great. Yeah, the, the series is... Plus A, Plus is his name. Sure. There you go. Um, the series is great. If you like Scott Pilgrim, 100% watch it, even if you think that maybe it's just a retread of the, the movie, because maybe it's I'm not. tickled to hear that, because I always did have a soft spot for Scott Pilgrim. I, I read it, enjoyed the movie. Yeah, it's neat. Do I get to talk about my shit? You do, go but you know what film I was thinking of very, very quickly? Uh, it was Kick-Ass, was what I was thinking ah. of. Sorry. Ah, yeah. Fair shout. Nathan, please share. Very quick, two films couldn't be more further apart. So the first one, Fablemans, it was good. Like, genuinely enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. I'm glad. I, I, yeah, I think it has a nice little soft little heart. The characters. Maybe. It's all about the characters, particularly yeah. the mum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What a wild performance. Mm. Like, it shouldn't I work. I don't but recall it does. what I've seen. Like, if I've really seen her in anything else, she's all over the place. She's in the Venom movies. Huh. Oh yeah, <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't have paid <laughs> that. Michelle Williams and no, that's fair. the main event. What I would consider the best horror film I've seen this year. Hot on the back of talking about Talk to Me, which would have had that, you know, uh, mm-hmm. when evil lurks. 
Have you folks heard about oh, this? That's, that Argentinian that's horror next film? on my list. Yeah. This is a fucking masterpiece. This is going to be a horror film they talk about oh. in 50 years. Like this. What's it called? When Evil Lurks. When Evil Lurks. Let's have a look. Oh, I've seen the picture before. Yeah. I've never I've not seen the film. This is something special. This is very like this is very clearly a post-COVID narrative with a lot of world building put into it. Runs in a tight hundred minutes, doesn't waste a moment. And I think it takes it kind of draws on every single horror film that you enjoy, whether it's Evil Dead or The Conjuring. It just draws all of those elements into this sort of nightmare that gets under your skin. It doesn't it's not exploitative, it doesn't rely on jump scares or like trying to like just make you vomit but it's super effective and i could not stop thinking about it moment i finished i wanted to watch it again uh just the fact that it's set in this kind of like rural argentina like setting in argentina where um basically the world it's it's set during this kind of like effectively imagine if covid was an apocalypse but rather than a virus basically um religion is dead like everyone is basically everyone's become too secular that god is now dead so in this post-apocalyptic setting, which is just regular day-to-day life, post-COVID life, consider it the post-apocalypse, um, rather than a COVID taking hold in a community and then spreading, it does the it follows thing, where it is a evil presence oh. that takes root in a community. And if they don't manage that, if it becomes an infection, it begins to spread around the community. And it's effectively this, um, it's, it's this infecting possession and it particularly plays on kids really well. So if you like kids in your horror movies, particularly kids that can get fucked up, this is brilliant. Um, I would genuinely <laughs> recommend right this. I would, I, first person I thought about when I was watching this film was Adam will fucking love this. And I think James will find it very interesting in terms of the world building that this does in a horror film is something that I haven't seen in a really long time. And I think because of the subtitle factor and it is a foreign film, I think Zach could eat it up too. <laughs> I would genuinely okay. recommend the it. The trifecta. Yeah, I, I genuinely, <laughs> I was watching this and I, just oh, I couldn't stop talking to April about it, and of course she's in the other room, doesn't give a fuck. So hopefully you folks can watch this. So I can have someone else to talk to. It's on Shutter. It's on Shutter. But it's before on, next week, mate. I don't know exactly how this works for us, but it's on Amazon Prime, which has also got uh, Shutter. premium premium subscription. Whatever that, that means. means, you, oh, you no, can that's... get you can get your Shutter subscription on Amazon Prime, which is what I did. Right. So if I just have normal gotcha. time, does that mean I've got it, or is that no? Better? It's going to be an extra cost if you want to go. Okay. If, but if you go through Shutter itself, you can just get a trial. Like if you sure. just go to Shutter.com, uh, and you can rent it from Apple TV for seven bucks by the looks of it. Mm. If you if that's more your thing. Uh, but I want to quickly circle back because it looked like Josephina's eyes lit up when you said "talk to me." So ah. is that a film that you've seen, Josephina? Yeah. Um. I'm I'm actually not super into like horror movies. Um but a friend who really likes horror um, and it's like a big part of their whole identity. <laughs> um, they, they watched Talk To Me recently and they said uh, that it's actually surpassed every other movie they like. Like it's at the top now. Yes. So they gave it a watch mm-hmm. and really good movie. Just really good. Like yeah. not uh, super, super scary. Um, definitely felt like icky at the end. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. more sad I actually did cry yeah a couple times um, yeah mm. so, could be so quite this, affecting yeah yeah so this and and you know the kind of like Australia pride thing as well um, you yeah. always got to get a rise whenever an Aussie horror film is like internationally acceptable not just acceptable but mm-hmm. like applaudable and it's a good Aussie mm. film yeah we, anyone... we just seem particularly 
quite good at it for some reason. We're a grimy know. people. We do we do violence <laughs> and horror. <work. laughs> We've seen some shit. Does anyone listen to the Next Lander podcast? No. With the dudes from On and off. Giant Bond? Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. I don't know, maybe one or two episodes, two or three episodes ago, they had a big chunk of this where they spoke about this film and they loved it and they uh, were talking about the Aussie accents a bit and, yeah, it was quite... <laughs> it was a neat little uh, listen. Very cool. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I've only been started watching the last newest season of Lupin or Lupin, oh, yeah. the French... I kind of TV dropped show. that. Is it still as good as it was when it started? The guy, I find, I find, the um, leads very charismatic. Yeah, Omar Sy, like I find him very compelling to watch. Right, he's kind of, it's going to be a very, very strange reference, but like a Jake Gyllenhaal, right? Like whatever he does, I'm just glued to the screen. It can be shit, right? But have you seen him for in some reason? Else? I find, yeah, he was in the Intouchables. Uh, which is a very, very, very good French film. And he's in something else, which I've forgotten the name of now. Okay. I've got some hope. Uh, Intouchables is awesome. Uh, I've heard the name. Has anyone, has anyone seen that? Uh, I have to... Oh, The Takedown, which I don't think was as awesome. But again, so it's, it's got 38% of Rotten Tomatoes. It's like one of those Netflix films, I think. One of those Netflix um, films. But, we love them here. But it's like a mm. Netflix action film. But again, right, like it's just, it's not a good film, but... He was just so captivating on screen. So. That's how Netflix do it. They hire a hire a charismatic lead and make a shit film around it. Mm. Well, it's just like that Jake Gyllenhaal one, the one where he's the phone call operator. Like that was he all was him just sitting in a room the whole film. But it was just oh, yeah. yeah. Why did uh, I watch the that? Danish the Danish <laughs> remake? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, yeah. There you go. It's 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 fine. It's serviceable. It is what it is. I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's amazing TV, uh, but it's enjoyable. So, did you pay twenty for it? Mm. What's that? Uh. <laughs> I think that's my m- monthly subscription. So probably I probably would pay twenty twenty for it. You absolute bastard! I know. Oh no! All right, we're gonna call it, wrap it up. Time to go Start. home. Amazing. Yeah, well, Josephina, thank you so much for being on. Uh, it was amazing to have you here. Hopefully you come back. Hopefully we didn't scare you off too much with our spicy <laughs> chat. No, thank you for being nice. This is my first ever podcast. I'm a, I'm a baby first. and I need to be treated as such. Natural. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, you did, uh, did very, very, very well. Uh, and to you guys... Great to see you again. But next week is very, very exciting. Episode 200 of the podcast. We're going to be live streaming. <laughs> oh, God. What was the punchline? If, if we can figure it out. Uh, so live streaming on Twitch. Uh, the Twitch, I don't even know what it is, but it's you can go to the website and you can find it there. But it, there'll be social posts about it, so you can you won't miss it because I'm sure you all follow us. Uh, and it will maybe be on YouTube. I don't quite know how to stream on YouTube, so but we might figure that out. We'll see. Either way, it's going to be up there. It'll be out there. There's some very special guests and prizes to be won. So get around it. Come join the fun live, unedited, unhinged, most likely. A, a deluxe-sized episode. We've never had one of those in a while. It. And it'll be my birthday, so instead of a gift, just come and hey. listen hey, to us bullshit you? about games. Awesome. Do that. Very cool. Well, uh, if you want to check out the content, you go to www.well-play.com.au. You can go read Josephina's Knuckle Sandwich review. 
uh, Nathan's got his Tales of Arise DLC uh, expansion review up. There's FIFA, the, uh, EA Sports FC 24 there, <laughs> and some other stuff. And we will see you next week. Have a great weekend. Yeah, have a good weekend. Mm. Bye-bye. Bye. See you next Shout week. Shout out to the Steel Series. <laughs>